Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic, who is a cynic. Hope you're doing well. And today, I have a very special guest on the channel. I want to give a huge shout-out to the flick pick himself, John Flickinger. John, how's it going, man? Hey, it's uh, good to be here, man. Thanks for inviting me. It's, uh, it's it's always fun to talk about movies. I had nothing better to do at 3.30 in the afternoon, so I'm ready. Let's dive into it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, man, for joining. And, yeah, for everyone that's joining in the chats, normally my chats are... Get, get pretty crazy and I, I'm one of those persons where I try and read every single comment and so I have to always tell my guys when I can't because they always are just trying to get my attention saying hey you're not talking to me like you normally are so I just want to let everyone know that I'm going to be looking at the chat but I'm not going to be able to follow it like I normally do because obviously we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff but first off John let's talk about you let's talk about okay. the, the flick pick <laughs> channel a little bit so Tell us where you got started. Where did it all begin for you? Oh, gosh. I was a lonely little boy in my mother's basement in about uh, 2010. I miss that place. It was a very warm. It was, it was almost like the womb. I felt so safe down there. Um, and uh, I remember watching YouTube channels like uh, Cool Duder, who was a, a kid who collected movies in his parents' basement. I watched Cackalack and Movie Madness, a couple guys uh, that – uh, drove around looking for movies and that's kind of where I was at in my life. And, uh, I was, I, that was like my favorite. I, I didn't care about watching movies on TV or anything. I just wanted to watch YouTube videos at that point. And I got to one point where I was like, I think I can do that. So I, um, I ordered one of those really crappy flip cams. They were like $110. The, they have like negative five pixels on them. <laughs> they, they look, they look, it looks like a potato. And I remember some of my first videos I shot with that, and it was just terrible. It sounds like I'm talking into a tin can. Uh, and uh, I just drove around looking for movies, and eventually that, you know, I turned it into, like, a vlog channel, and uh, I started doing movie reviews. And uh, so, yeah, that was, like, 2010. Now it's – what year is it now? I'm not even sure. 2019. 2019. Yeah. We're, yeah, nine years later. And so, yeah, I um, – that's where I started. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, Cool Duder is someone that I watched a lot too because he is still to this day, I think, the one person that anyone goes to for new Blu-ray and DVD releases because he oh, still yeah, does he, his Tuesday breakdown he, where he goes He comforts to, me. Yeah. I watch his videos and it comforts me. Hey, guys, welcome to my DVD update for September 9th, 1995. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I well, love it. His story is so cool too because he was – you know, he, and he talked about it a lot on his channel where he was dealing with some health issues – and just yeah. to see like where he like where he started and where he is now, it's just like that's awesome because he hasn't like other than that he hasn't changed at all. Like he's still the same no. guy, still does the same thing, and he it's a niche man because I don't I don't know of anyone else that does it that nearly has as much of a following as he does. No, it's 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 a crazy phenomenon, and no, the coolest thing with him was um like how he lost all the weight. Like that's mm -hmm. like he lost essentially like another him um and no, that was to me that was like the more fascinating thing you know there's only there's only so, so many videos you can hold up a dvd in mm -hmm. but when he start, started making it about like his lifestyle and introducing that into it that's what makes it interesting mm -hmm. like the movies are like a backbone but the person talking about them should be the the main focus point for me when i watch youtube videos so. yeah i mean that's why some of my favorite stuff that he does is when he's going all of his in-between cuts and he always goes to some some restaurant, and he always shows what he got, and he yeah. always shows himself eating it, and he always does the same joke every time. But it's always great because it's always changing. So if he'll be he'll be eating potatoes one day, and they go potatoey, 
And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yes, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yes, yes, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's comfort food. It's comfort food watching like his channel and other channels because it's, they they evolve ever so slightly, but it's like you know exactly what you're going to get. That's what I want. That's exactly. that's the flavor of the day that I want. So yes. and I, I can't look yeah. at any of these places now, like Best Buy or Walmart, without in my head going, into the Walmart we go. We go. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> oh. I love his voice. I, I love know, his it's voice. It's so good. And then whenever there's something he hasn't heard of, I just think to myself, okay, then you must not be important. Because this no, is exactly. everything. There are things he talks about where I just I've never heard of this before, and I exactly have. <laughs> no, I, I love him. I love him, man. It's uh, I've, I've been watching him ever since he was with his buddy MJ in 2008. Oh wow! Um, and I remember I had a girlfriend at the time, and it was him and MJ, and they were doing their their like Don and Murph thing where they wear wigs, like a blonde wig and a brunette wig, and they're in their basement with really odd voices. My girlfriend came over. She came into my room, and I was watching that, and it was really hard to explain what I was doing at that time. I was like, I can't explain what's happening, but you just have to watch and trust in me. So, yeah. That's awesome. And, and also, yeah. speaking of you know transformations, you've had your transformation over the years as well. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for those that yeah. don't know, uh, not only does John review movies, he's also kind of into the bodybuilding game. I, I toned down a little bit mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. But, yeah, and um, I remember – when I started YouTube, I, I don't know why I was I let myself go after high school. I just I don't gain weight. I shrink. I start withering away, and I look like a skeleton. I look like I'm addicted to heroin. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I remember at the time I just had a lot of downtime in life, and I was watching a YouTube video of myself, and I was like, "Whoa, do I really look like that now? I look like I was uh, reverting in age. Mm-hmm. I, I was like 23, but I looked 14. I like I hadn't hit puberty yet." And so I just started hitting the weights and I got addicted to it. And I started watching a whole bunch of uh, YouTube channels about weightlifting and, and, and supplements. And I got super addicted to it to where I was spending like three hours a day in the gym. And at one point, if you go back and watch some of my videos around 2015, I look like I'm about to pop. <laughs> I look like I look like I want to eat someone. Um, and and I, I watched those videos and I was like, ooh, that's that's too much. I got to tone back down a little bit. <laughs> uh, I just look like I'm bubbling or something. Um yeah. There was a vein coming out of my forehead, so, <laughs> so yeah. Now I'm, I'm now I just go, you know, I'm, I'm I try to be normal with it. I just my here's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I have a big head, mm-hmm. so as long as my body's proportionately in check with my head, that's where I know I'm good. Yeah, that was my problem as a kid because I was super skinny. I was anorexic skinny, but it's because I didn't eat anything. It's because I was so picky about everything yeah. I ate. And so I ate nothing, but I was still also active. I did all these sports and everything. So I wasn't getting enough calories to be able to keep up with it. And so once hurricane, cause I'm from new Orleans and once hurricane yeah. Katrina hit, then all of a sudden all my activity stopped, but I kept consuming the same garbage to the same levels. And so I basically gained 30 pounds in about three months. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it was insane. I went from 170. <laughs> I was a swimmer. Oh yeah. I was, a, I was a swimmer. We were doing, you know, cardio, like we were doing all the stuff to prepare for the season and then all of a sudden, I was just doing nothing, but I was still having the same intake. I was probably doing a little bit more, too, because obviously with all the stress that was going on at the time. But yeah, yeah I gained uh, 30 pounds. So by the time I got back to New Orleans, I was 200 pounds. So I went from 170 was, was to it, 200. Was it a, a good 30 pounds? Or was yes it like and a... no. Yes okay. and no. Because okay. It was bad in that I got it all from eating. So not from, okay. athlete, you know, not from working out, too. But yeah. it was good because I was so skinny that I ended up filling out 
more of what I should be and what I should what I should have looked like. And then, so. then, then the fun part about after that is you get to go to the gym and, and sculpt it to where you, how you want it. So now you have the mask. You just got to put it where you need it. Yeah, but that means I have to go to the gym, and uh, <laughs> going to the gym is not something that I like to do. Really? See, I love it, man. It's it's sort of like my social outlet. It's a place where I go where I don't actually talk to anyone, but being around other people makes me feel normal. So that's that's my escape from my because I work from home. So it's like my reason to leave. Oh, I wish. I mean, seriously, I've tried it. And I, you know, watching your videos has definitely inspired me at times. I'm like, oh, I want to go to the gym. I want to work out. I want to get, you know, just, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger swole (laughs) and stuff. But I was just like, ah, every time I go, I just. The the trick is you got to have a good soundtrack, a playlist to listen to. Get some awesome scores on there. And just like listen to it, feel like you're in the movie when you're in the gym, and that's that's my motivation. That's what I do. See, that's what helps me get through it. But it's the yeah. motivation to get back to the gym. That's the problem. <laughs> Once I'm there, I'm you know, I'm here. I'll listen to my music. I have my playlist where it's all stuff I used to listen to a lot when I was younger. So yeah. it's mostly '90s rock, '90s that, hey, uh, you that's... know hard rock and such, and some random stuff too. Like I have. Have you heard of the band Baby Metal? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to listen to something. So what, they're what's going a Japanese, like, pop girl group. I dig it. But I dig it. <laughs> they sing to metal. I'm all about that. And it's I the could... weirdest, like, it's the weirdest mix ever, but there are some songs they do that are just awesome. Just, like, <laughs> a cool riff that, like, uplift, uplifts you. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I listen to, like, a lot of German hate metal techno music, like, ah, okay. industrial sounding music, and I'm just... I, I feel like a robot in the gym or something. I just, yeah. So, yeah. I just again, when I'm there, it's okay. I'm fine. Sometimes I can do audiobooks too, especially when I'm doing cardio. I just listen, and that's how I'm able to escape and just get lost in the world of the book. But other times, it's just ah, okay. I have to go to the gym today. Mm, I'm not feeling great. Yeah. So I make excuses for myself and. Oh no! There's there's times where I pull up into the gym and I, I sit in my car for like thirty minutes on my phone, like procrastinating before going in, sipping on my pre workout. By the way, caffeine is a good motivation to go to the gym. Just chug a bunch of caffeine. No impact. You, it has yeah, no impact get, on me. You get no, no, my good sir. It doesn't you take this. You take the stuff I'm taking. You'll shoot <laughs> up into the air like a rocket. Then you'll explode. Okay. Is it in the pre workout? Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, take, take like Mr. Hyde pre-workout. It's 350 milligrams per okay. scoop. If you can take three scoops of that and it has no effect, then you're you're a cyborg. Is okay? it anything? <laughs> is it anything like this stuff called goo? I've heard of goo. Yeah, I think I've heard of goo. I don't know what's in it though. So I don't really know what's in it either. I know it's something that's supposed to, if you're a runner, give you that extra you know burst of energy to be able to. Uh, it might it might have some like. Um, uh, who knows? I don't, some carbs or something, and I don't know some glycogen or something. <laughs> but even but, that, uh, it had an effect on me once, and then every time I tried it after, nothing. Really? Uh, yeah. And I don't do soft drinks all the time, so it's not like my body's used to it. I guess it's maybe yeah. I just overloaded myself as a kid, and so it just I don't yeah. Because coffee, well, nothing, no impact on really. Me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Stick to the the, the Japanese uh, chick. I know. Seriously, but, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why that's why it would because that's the problem too is that my wife falls into the same category sometimes of just she knows that she wants to go to the gym but she can't and so it's like okay you would have been the best person to motivate me to do it and now you're also in the same boat as i am where it's just like i don't really want to go yeah you just i don't know it's it's it, it becomes a sort of like a routine for me you know the one constant thing i've had for four or five years 
was going to the gym around the same time every day. Outside of that, it's mm. chaos. I don't know when I'm going to wake up. I don't know when I'm going to sleep. But I know at least around that time, I will be at the gym. That yeah. is that is it. So, so I guess the biggest question that I have to ask you, especially since before before the stream started, we were talking a little bit about wrestling because he, he just got yeah. a, a Doink the Clown figure. And so yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the likeness of, of Hulk Hogan, so just how large are the pythons, man? Uh, oh my God, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're, uh, I, you know, it depends how much water retention I have. Okay. Um, I measured them a few, uh, like, uh, on a, on a Q and a, yeah. they're like 17 and a half, almost 18, I think. Okay. So, but I have naturally really skinny arms. Yeah. So in, I think we lost him. John, can you hear me? Any muscles? There? Oh, there you are. You're back. <laughs> okay. Am I okay? Am I yeah, good? you're fine now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, but like I was saying, like muscles, like it's all about proportion. So if if your bicep looks way bigger than your wrist, mm-hmm. then then it looks big. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Don't don't stick a measuring tape to it. <laughs> I was to ask because of the working out and. Hulk Hogan. I mean, everyone talks about his. What was it? What did he claim to have? Forty-two inch pythons or something uh, like that? No, no, forty-two. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think he said like twenty-four inch 24, uh, pythons, okay. brother. Yeah. All right. Well, seventeen. That's pretty close. Hey, it, it's it's all relative to your body size. <laughs> and you didn't yeah. have to use anything in addition to. No, it. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, he he was. Uh, yeah, Hogan took everything in the eighties. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you again for for letting me uh, talk to you a little bit about just where you started, how you grew, and a little bit about the personal life with with the working outs and all that stuff. And what's this product that I need to try? That's that's, that's going to make me actually uh, try some Mister Hyde. Take a few scoops of Mister Hyde pre workout. Okay. See if that does anything. Okay. Uh, Beats of Angels in the chat says Bang is better than Hyde. Do you know what that means? I have some Bang. This is a Bang energy drink. Uh, it's. It's just an energy drink. It's the the caffeine's pretty low compared to Mr. Hyde pre workout. So, yeah. Mr. Hyde's essentially taking crack. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm promoting crack right now on your podcast. Go take Mr. Hyde. <laughs> so what you're saying is that it's addicting and yeah. Oh yeah. All yeah. right, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Endgame, we've both, yeah. we've both seen it, and I think we both have. I don't know. I I mean, now you've had a little bit more time to you know let it stew in your mind for a bit. Are you still a huge fan of it? I am. I I am. I I think as far as are we doing spoilers right yes, now? Yes. Yeah, it's in the title, so spoiler okay. heavy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think as far as um a f- a fulfilling movie to the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it gave me what I think it should have. Does it have some some weak spots? Definitely. It definitely does. But when I was watching the movie, I was like, okay, I, I feel something. I feel like a conclusion has happened, and I can move on into the next phase of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, how did you feel? I can respect that. I mean, that's and that's why I tell everyone on the channel saying, if you subjectively liked it, hey, I'm not going to try and take that away from you. My biggest issues, I guess, is because there are these kind of story-wise problems. Like, the, the, the time travel stuff just doesn't work with what they tell for me. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And so the whole time they're trying to present it on screen, it just kept taking me out of the movie. And so I just wasn't able to enjoy it. Like, there are parts I do like. Like, everything that they do with Tony Stark is great. The Tony Stark character arc is almost flawless. Everything for Black Widow up until when she dies is also damn near flawless. 
And there's a couple other moments, you know, uh, Nebula has a great character arc too, but a lot of the other stuff, it's just, Hipster Hulk just bothered me a lot too. I mean, it was funny for five seconds, and then I thought to myself, but he's the Hulk. You know, the angrier he gets, the stronger he's supposed to get, and he's just, oh, I'm a hipster, and I'm not going to do anything. He was... Hulk was very subdued and it, it almost got to the point where it wasn't the character of Hulk anymore. It was, it was, it was uh, Bruce Banner, but green. Yeah. I mean, it was not the Hulk. Uh, I was super let down by that because Hulk had to redeem himself after infinity war. He got, he got punked out by Thanos mm-hmm. and, uh, and he needed to come back. And I was expecting at least that one moment during the climax of the movie where he just completely rage out and, and, and kick some ass, but it never comes to fruition. And that was, that was a letdown. But back to what you were saying about uh, the, um, the time travel, Mm -hmm. here's my logic with time travel movies. None of them make any sense. If you just stop for three seconds and think about anything happening, none of it adds up. But when I was watching Endgame, they kept, they kept moving so quickly to where I couldn't, I didn't have the time to backtrack too much to, to sort it out and think, okay, that's stupid. after the movie's over, I'm like, oh, that didn't make any sense. But during the movie, it sold me. It yeah. sold me. I just let go. Yeah. And I mean, and that's something I wish I, I wish that could have happened to me. Because as soon as, as soon as Bruce Banner, you know, as soon as he, or Hipster Hulk at the time, says, that's not how time travel works. And then he craps all over. Because once he started crapping, like, and they, the movie itself started crapping all over some of my favorite movies, like Back to the Future. I was just like, okay, you better have a pretty damn good version of time travel if you're going <laughs> to mock that movie. And then all of a sudden he says, oh, when you go to the past, it becomes your future. And I was just like, what? That doesn't make sense. And then later. The yeah, movie, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I just couldn't let go of that. I was just like, wait a minute. And so they're moving on. And I'm just like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And then have you seen the new Spider-Man trailer? Oops. Two hours ago. There he is. What, okay. What did you think about that? <laughs> oh, my God. So so then all that stuff happens. And I think my biggest problem, too, is that. Even the directors and writers don't agree on how time travel works. Because if okay. you look to their interviews, they both say different things. One of them says, oh, it's like a multi-timeline, different Earths, like multiverse, which is the direction they're going. And then the other says, no, it's it's not like that. It's more linear, but it's also non-linear because it doesn't affect, you know, when you go back in the past and change something, it doesn't change everything. And so, yeah, seeing this new trailer for Spider-Man, I'm just like, I felt like they just gave away everything. You know, they, they did give a little too much. I agree. There was no reason to tell us Mysterio was part of the team or at least teaming up with uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Keep him as the villain. Keep mm-hmm. like surprises during the movie. That's fine. Um, I didn't like that. And they also said he's he's human, but he's not from our version of Earth. Uh, I mean, he, he comes from another timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, was that necessary? I, I didn't think that was necessary for the trailer either. So, yeah, I do agree with you on, on the uh they gave us way too much for the trailer. Yeah, and I mean, I think that it does, if, you know, that's the direction they're obviously going, I think it helps a bit as far as the overall MCU because that, to me, makes more sense. Had they actually, and I guess that's also the reason why I've been so critical of Endgame is because they don't say the things that everyone else is saying on YouTube and in the articles in the movie. In the movie, they, yeah. they, they just say, I mean, the Ancient One herself says that all the stones maintain reality and time. And I'm like, okay, I can buy that. But how then does the present even exist if all the stones have been destroyed? And if that's like a basic premise. Yeah, it's 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 a bit perplexed. Yeah. But the other thing is, listen, I'm not I'm not the most hardcore Marvel fan who knows every detail about every comic book Same that came out since 1984. <laughs> yeah. But I will say one of the one of the stones 
has the ability to reverse time, the time mm-hmm. stone. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just grab that stone and just reverse time? Yep. We didn't need the time travel machine or we didn't need any the quantum realm. Why couldn't yep. they just do that? I yeah. was confused by that. <laughs> no, Go back five years and just start there. <laughs> I know, because you think to yourself, okay, so they're going to try and explain how the time stone can't work and it wasn't in the future. Every time that they maybe every time in the four billion or million scenarios that Doctor Strange goes through, it doesn't work. And so I said, okay, they can explain that. But then they end up using time travel anyway. And so I was just like, wait a minute. Okay, so you, you went around trying to say that you couldn't use a time stone, but then you still use time travel just through another means. It just, it felt like they wanted their cake and they wanted to eat it too. It, I mean, I in in all fairness to the movie, yeah. was there another way to tell the story without time travel? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I will say my favorite scene in the first act of the film, which the first half of this movie mm-hmm really drags out a little bit too long mm-hmm. for me. It's it's one of those films, like, if I go to rewatch it, I want to start at the halfway point and just watch the second half. Um, I like the part where they kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. I like where they all just go to his little, his little, like, hut where he's watching Netflix, and they just all, like, berserker attack him. But the funniest thing is, and I need to rewatch the movie, but the Hulkbuster uh, with Bruce Banner it comes out of the floor of his cabin. Like when they kill him in his in his little cabin, and I'm like, how did he get under his cabin to do this? <laughs> like, uh, where did that happen? It was just like visually it looks cool, but it doesn't make any logistical sense. Yeah. Oh, I know absolutely. And I, I mean, for me too, I guess it's just there's just there's just so many other pro- like. And as I, I was sorry to go back to Spider Man trailer for a second. Yeah, I yeah. just think if that's where they're gonna go with it, I could that to me would have been totally fine. But two things: one, they should have presented that in the movie a little bit more clearly. I think. And then two, I don't think they should have told us in a trailer. Like, no, yeah, they, yeah. they're they're giving us baby. They're making it like baby food. They're mm-hmm. making it like so consumable to where you don't have to think. They're just here. We're gonna give you all the information you need in a trailer. That way, when you go into the movie, you don't have to think too much. And that's a letdown. But uh, the other thing about the the Spider Man trailer was it's a like or the movie itself is it's a very transitional movie, and it feels like that. It feels like a stepping stone movie into the next marvel phase mm-hmm. rather than just feeling like a really good spider-man movie on its own mm-hmm. no, so no that's, for that's, sure that's my other kind of like nitpick with it yeah and i think that we're all at the point now with spider-man where it'd be great to see him as a man <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah it's okay he doesn't have to be a 14 year old boy forever, forever. Just, yeah <laughs> yeah it's okay That's, if he's like 18 you yeah. know and he can drive you know it's okay i feel like the most adult version of spider-man we've ever gotten was in spider-verse where we it actually was. get the adult peter parker <laughs> And that's and honestly, when I was watching that that into the Spider Verse, I was like, "Why isn't this a Spider Man movie? Why isn't why doesn't he you know he gain his extra thirty pounds and he's hanging out in his studio apartment and his girlfriend leaves him? Like, I want to see that version of Spider Man." Mm-hmm. Yep, because it's something I think that eventually these movies are going to have to start to change things up a bit and try and and tell you know try a different style of storytelling. That's why some of my, some of my favorite yeah. movies from especially the superhero genre are the ones that are different, like Logan. Which is, you know, it's a superhero film, but it's True. not too. It's it's much more of a dramatic telling, and it's beautiful. It's awesome, and that's even why I love the. Uh, do you ever seen the Wolverine? Do you remember that? I I have seen the Wolverine. Yeah. Um, pretty good, and up until about uh, twenty minutes before the movie ends. <laughs> I was talking about uh, all the CGI. The Transformer that he fights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he fights. He fights Megatron at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I loved Logan. Logan, mm. you know, when you think about Logan, you don't even think about 
necessarily an X-Men superhero movie. You feel like it's just a one man's journey, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, no, I love Logan. I actually just saying that makes me feel like uh, rewatching it right now. I haven't, watched it. <laughs> I haven't watched it in like a year or two. So. I've only seen it the one time in theaters and I own it and I just have never rewatched it. Oh man! Wow, wow! I've seen it like five times, but I, I want to go back and revisit it now. I never have time. There's so many things. Like, cause I have a couple people. Uh, someone in the chat right now, Bruce. Every time I say there's a movie I haven't seen, he'll just send it to me. <laughs> he'll just be like, "Oh, really? Yeah." He'll just be like, "Up, oh, it's all the way." Cause yeah, cause I have a PO box set up, and so literally oh, nice. in a couple of days it'll show up. And so the Naked Prey was a uh, one that I'd never seen. And he wanted me to see Akira. Had... Never seen Akira. I, I own Akira. I, yeah. I haven't. I have. I don't think I've seen it either. Yeah. <laughs> don't you love yeah. that? Because because one of the things too, where where you know, as far as like you know, inspirations. Because you're definitely one of the inspirations for me. There's a shelf behind me that can't be seen right now uh, yeah. by the people in the chat because of the window or because of the the box that I have set up. But I have this entire shelf of Blu-rays, and I will say, just kind of like with, when we're talking about with Cool Duder, of that being kind of like the yeah, this is making me excited. Every single time you would make a new Blu-ray collection video, that would be my, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I buy. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. I um, Thank you. I, You know, it got to the point, uh, if we're going to get on some tangent about Blu-rays real quick, yeah. it got to the point over the last like couple years where I started watching the same 20 movies over and over and over. And um, there was movies on my shelf where I was like, I have not watched this since I bought it in 2010. Why do I own this anymore? It's like... <laughs> Like my, I think of my Blu-ray shelf is like prime real estate. This is like mm-hmm. coastal property prime real estate, right? And I don't want to clog it up with movies like movies I never want to watch again, like uh, The Fighter starring Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Like it's an okay movie, but are you gonna really pull that out on a rainy day and watch it? No. Yeah. So I, I started like condensing it down. Um, and it's just I don't know. Maybe I'm becoming a minimalist, but anyway. No, I feel the same way sometimes because I was I came that personality where every time I would see a good deal. I would just see the deal. Like, I just wouldn't even think, do I really oh, yeah. want to own this? Instead, I'd be like, this movie's only $3. I have to have it. And so yeah, that's like, little purchases like that over time have, you know, they take up maybe not too much, like probably like, like 10% of the entire collection that I have are those types yeah. of films that I really don't need, but I have anyway. Because other things, oh, yeah. you know, that the collections are the ones that probably make the doubles happen more often. Because there was yeah. a deal one year, and I got it for Christmas, where it's like the Warner Brothers 50 film collection and yeah. it was usually like 200 300 $400. It was on sale for 70 Wow. And so I was like, hey, Mom, I know <laughs> what I want for Christmas this year. And it's this set. Here's the link to it. Don't buy it anywhere else because she will literally do anything. And so I'm like, okay. buy it here because I don't want you to go somewhere else and spend $200. It's only available on Amazon for this price. Please don't spend more than this amount. And so really? you know, luckily she did. So Nice. Yeah, it gets to a point where you look at your collection and you have forty-eight movies still in plastic, and you're like, "What am I doing with my life right now? I need to, I need to, I need to step back, uh, you know." But um, no, I um, right now with everything being re-released in four K, mm-hmm. it sort of gives me a reason to go buy all of my favorite movies again, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. Um, yeah. But like I said, I watch the same 20 movies, so that's that's good news for me. And they're so much cheaper now, too. I mean, they just released oh, yeah. Alien on 4K. It was like $15. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Like, they get cheaper and cheaper as the years go on. I, it's It blows my mind. I don't know. And then certain movies that you don't even want to buy and never ever want to own, they're still charging $30 plus for it. And 
just yes why (laughs) it it makes no sense there's some kind of like weird conspiracy theory i'm not quite sure what it is yet but yeah i agree (laughs) with that yeah nice well i got a couple super chats from john early so john early thank you for the super chats first one he says i would like to know if endgame breaks the mcu or not because die another day would have broke bond if sean connery had cameoed as old man bond is it like that john flickinger your awesome buddy well, thank oh, you, thanks, John Early, for that super chat. Thanks, John. So, what do you think? Uh, does Endgame break the MCU? No, 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 no. It it, it allows it to um, move on without reflecting too much on what we already had. You know, there were certain characters that had to be, you know, put to bed uh, because Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. He didn't want to star in movies for the rest of his life. Chris Evans didn't want to. So now we have an excuse of why they don't exist in the, in the universe anymore. And we can transition into something else into phase three. So I think it, in that regard, it did exactly what it should have. And I was, I was glad to see like Tony Stark. I was, I wasn't glad to see him die, but I was like, from a storytelling perspective, it's what needed to happen. Yeah. No, I hear you. And for me, I think that certain elements break certain parts and aspects. I think that the MCU obviously will continue to roll. It'll continue to go on. I mean, this film's making crap tons of money. I mean, because I do do some videos for a channel called Geeks and Gamers, and I do the box office breakdown for them. And so it was all about Endgame, having now made more than (laughs) Force Awakens and also Infinity Wars entire runs in just two weeks. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, this film is already now the second highest grossing film, I think, of all time. Uh, second to Avatar, which I think it's going to pass. What, what's what's Avatar's record, do you know? 2.7. What, what's what's Endgame at right now? 2.2. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's passing it. <laughs> it's passing it, dude. Yeah. It's, it's been out for two weeks. It's passing it. I mean, even if it has a massive drop-off, it's just, it's going to make, I, I, I honestly think, because I follow this, I, follow, I try to follow the numbers when I can, so I think that by next weekend, it'll be 2.5, you know, close to oh, 2.5. Yeah. And then at that point, it's just, okay, I mean, China I mean, alone and anywhere else is going to put in that extra bit that it needs. Yeah, and especially, yeah, give it give kids more time to get out of school, and it's just more more people will see it eventually. So, yeah, that's crazy. But it did take 20-plus movies to get there, so it's mm-hmm. earned, you know? So Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, John Early's second Super Chat says, If Hulk is so strong... Why could why couldn't he simply rip Thanos's heart out? Too R rated for the kiddies. Uh, by the way, you missed a ten dollars super chat from me. No, I got it, bud. I got it. We were just we were talking about some stuff, but anyway, he says if Hulk is so strong, why could he not simply rip Thanos's heart out? <laughs> Dude, I don't know why they couldn't. Like, I don't know why they had such trouble at the end of the movie fighting him. When yeah. in the beginning of the movie, they kill him in like three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his head cut off. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I and talking about Hulk just makes me more angry. I'm like, <laughs> where he was not Hulk. He was just some guy who was slightly buff, uh, you know, making time travel happen in the movie. Oh no, yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah I, I feel the same way. And and I think that they kept Hulk. They I think they restricted Hulk a little bit too much because what do people love about Hulk when he's destroying things? Yes. Not. I mean, yes. I like you know we like Bruce Banner when he's Bruce Banner because no one I, likes Bruce Banner. I don't like Bruce Banner. <laughs> I don't want to see pseudo intellectual Hulk take selfies with little kids at a diner. Like that's Oh no, that no, for sure yeah. I don't want to see but I mean like as Bruce Banner. I mean yeah. Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner. I think that we can like that. But then that's Bruce Banner. Hulk is, you know and if they if you want to have some type of they're in, you know, cahoots with each other or there's finally some some peace between them, you can make that work, but to never have him Hulk out once, it's just uh that's the whole point of his character. And yeah, I, yeah. I agree. He's just 
wasted wasted opportunity. That, that was my biggest. That's the one character in the entire movie that I just felt like they kind of just washed over a little yeah. bit. And I was like, that's the one that you didn't quite get right in that movie. Everyone else was great. Yeah, for for me, I think it's because one of my favorite characters is Thor, and I hated, I hated the dude Thor. And oh, you, know, you didn't like beer belly uh, Thor? Oh God, no! For five <laughs> minutes, yes. For the first five minutes, I'm like, all right, this is pretty funny. But then he kept being it, and I said, "All right, now we're getting to the point where this is not consistent with the character that they've developed over the past, you know, ten years." Yeah, when he was in the final battle scene with a with a beer belly, yeah. he looked like my uncle. Um, <laughs> but like, I was just like, "How did I was expecting Thor to have like that one quick Rocky training montage sequence mm-hmm. where he like gets back in shape somehow?" Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. But well, he's a hey. god. I mean, all he needs to do theoretically is just lift the hammer up, get struck by lightning, boom, fat's gone. And I, I was expecting that, and but we you, buy into it too because we're like, yeah, he's I, a god, of course. But on on the on the same note, though, I sort of respect them for keeping the consistency of his belly there. Mm. I, don't, I don't. No, no. For consistency purposes, yes, because other yeah, films yeah, would, yeah. you know miss out on that and just drop it here and there yeah but just by the fact the end of the movie he was still fat i just yeah it's, it's kind of fun it takes it it takes away from it a little bit yeah, yeah. i agree it's kind of like with hipster hipster hulk for the first five minutes i'm like, okay that that's that's kind of funny and then the selfie stuff even though i hate it i'm like okay i get where you're going with it but then it just kept going and going I was just yeah like, oh, okay hold for, on for three more hours yeah, yeah. And then all we got, the only type of hulking out we got was his little, uh, uh, I'm angry. Yeah, the the not quite into it Hulk. Yeah, I agree. I was I was very let down with that as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we had had just a little bit more, you know, I guess fan service, you could say, that would have been, that would have been nice. Yeah, it, it is odd. They give you, like, a lot of fan service in that movie, but where you really want it, they hold back on it, which mm-hmm. is, it's I, it blows me away, some oh, of the yeah. decisions they made, but. Yeah, because the, the, the two characters that I care about the most are Hulk and Thor. And so if you were going to give fan service, that would be the place to be. But yeah, you're right. They do have so much more fan service throughout the rest of the film. That, that's the reason why I think that they, fence, they spent so much time trying to get those moments in that they less, they'll let the rest of the plot just kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah, definitely. What, what did you think about um, uh, Captain America going back in time and uh, growing old? How, how did you feel about that? Uh, it just didn't make sense. The whole time I was just scratching make... my head. I was just like, wait a minute. There's... Yeah. But wait, are there different timelines or are there not different timelines? Because if there are different timelines, how did he get back? And if, I mean, and if there aren't, well, then what he's done then is just said, oh, yeah, screw Peggy's husband and screw all the kids that she had. We're going to go ahead and just do I'm going to do it. It was just a selfish moment because either way, yeah, it's I guess selfish you're right. yeah. or I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. The makeup, was great. The, same... the makeup was great. Yeah. I love the makeup. The makeup was old, fantastic. old Chris Evans looked pretty good. He he kind of had a slight Clint Eastwood look to him, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, I, nah. yeah, yeah. I'm old now. Take the Infinity Stones back. Um, <laughs> Get out of I, my uh, face, Dragon Lady. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like confused why he needed to go back and place all those back where they got them, and I was just like, okay, th- this is just an excuse for him to get old. So. Yeah, and and like, yeah. and as I said, once I was out of the movie, I was out of it, and so the whole time I just kept trying to explain everything in my head and ask questions. And so once they did that, I thought, wait a minute, but doesn't him going back in time create not just the timeline he's returning to, but also by nature, a new timeline, more problems. Yeah. Like, again, it's like, so no, cause some people say, no, he's returning to the exact time and returning the stone. I said, yes, but they've said that when you go back in time, you've created a new timeline. So if you create a new timeline and you go back to that timeline, you've created another new timeline. 
And so it's like, oh my god. When you really start to think about it, it's just it makes your head hurt. Yeah, you need graphs and like diagram charts, <laughs> and I just like I, I just pretend like what they're telling me is a fact. Yeah. And like, if you can just make me forget about it and enough during the runtime of the movie, I can overlook it. Yeah, no, for sure. And because yeah. uh, I because I do a lot of live streams, and so there's been some parody counts of me that have developed over uh, over the past few oh, months. Oh wow! Okay. And so the one that the most recent one is one that's called Doc Odin, and the reason why is because there was a stream when I was just talking because I was just so frustrated with the time travel element, and so I just started just doing a a Doc Brad impersonation. Of trying to explain it because there were a lot of people who said I don't understand what they were trying to do with time travel. I said, "All right, you are. Let's go ahead. Let's do a graph." And so I was just like, <laughs> "They did went you, back you... in time, Marty, to an <laughs> alternate reality." And so basically, I just go off on yeah. it for five minute tangent. And so all of a sudden, like five minutes later, a Doc Odin account pops up. And, oh wow, that's cool! And it's like one point twenty one gigawatts, and I'm like, "Oh god." Did you're you like, actually have the wig on and the, and the lab coat? That's what or? I need. That's what I need. You see, that that right there should be a standalone <laughs> video. You need to go make that right now. Oh, my God, yes. If I had a blackboard, that's what I need. I need a blackboard. Yeah, explaining the timeline of Endgame. That, yes. That's a million views right there, dude. What are you oh doing? Oh, my God, for sure. Yeah. No, explaining yeah. it. But here's the thing is that I can make it even more multi-layered. I could go, all right, here's what they say in the movie. Now, here's what the director says. Now, here's what the writer says. Now, here's what Spider-Man Far From Home is saying. And so, <laughs> literally, it's just going to become a giant football uh play <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and biff tannins in there too uh, but you know <laughs> anything's possible you know it's the logic of time travel is it can be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. nope that is true uh yeah. two more super chats uh orange chat reviews thank you very much for that super chat he says they explained that in infinity war thanos wasn't willing to kill because he wanted the snap to be the judge endgame thanos didn't have that qualm he also had a different perspective because he learned his future yeah, that's a good point, because that's also another issue that a lot of people have is that, well, here's the other thing, too. When they're fighting uh, Thanos in Infinity War, they can't, like, it's, he can be beaten by one. Like, Thor is, like, making him, like, taking him to the ropes. And it's, yeah. like, every person, like, has, like, a moment where they're able to kind of make a dent. And then all of a sudden, in the future, with past Thanos... Not even one-on-one combat can even work, except for Captain Marvel. Like, that's the only... Captain Marvel and uh scarlet witch are the only two that can actually do anything against him and so i was yeah. like that's kind of inconsistent because if thor can beat him then then even if he's fat he should be able to still put up i don't know it was yeah i, I agree with what you're saying I, I i've seen the movie one time i have to go back and revisit it but he i guess he was just more prepped he was more prepared i mean even in infinity war they kind of caught him off guard a little bit and in Endgame, he comes to them he yeah. knows what he's getting into so Maybe by that logic, it makes a little sense. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just because one, he has the stones. Like, Infinity War, he has the stones. And the other ones, he do- like, in Endgame, he doesn't. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just creates. But to get to Orange Hat's point with uh, Snapping being the judge, that would, I say, be a bigger problem. Because his character motivation should never change. Because from a long time, it's been established early on in some of the earliest. I mean, what was the first? Was it the first Avengers film that had the first Thanos clip? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So from 2012, it's been established that he is trying to find the stones, and that's like his his mission. And so we know that he wants to wipe out half the universe because he saw what it did to his planet. And so that's his motivation. And so I would say that that might be a bigger problem is the fact right. that now all of a sudden it's just meh, whatever. You know, well, you know, I don't, I don't care about that anymore because Thanos has never been a petty person. You know, he's never no. been the person where he's like, I need to get revenge on you. He's just been well, like, his, nope, this is. 
his ideology changed because he he said that the Avengers showed him that even if half humanity isn't wiped out, or if it is wiped out, it still doesn't work because they're still mourning over the loss mm-hmm. rather than moving on and being more productive. Mm-hmm. So in his his mind, he needs to start from he says like two atoms or start back from one atom and and start fresh. And I was like, okay, I, I actually agreed with his ideology because he he developed even a worse threat than what we had. Because they knew if we, before that, it's like, okay, if they lose again, half of humanity gets wiped out and we're back to that point. Mm-hmm. But now it's even a bigger threat to where everyone gets wiped out. And I was like, okay, I, I sort of liked it. Yeah. And, and it really comes down to like subjective experience. And yeah. that's going to really come into play when it comes to us talking uh, in a second about and uh, about Game of Thrones. Because I don't know if you've been following it, but there's a huge split among Game of Thrones fans. About- oh, I can't wait to talk about yeah. Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> can't that wait. Was, even I'm like conflicted with it because there are some people oh, that are, I know that are just like all on one side and then there's others that are on the total opposite and here i am in the middle saying well i mean you both have great points but i'm just in this middle where i just you know yeah so we'll get to that in a second though sure uh but kermit the log thank you very much for the super chat no message but thank you for that super chat <laughs> and john early once again oh 20 super chat thank you so much john i really do appreciate that he says joss whedon said that ang lee's hulk and edward norton's hulk were not very good or words to that effect i couldn't find his exact quote in a google search by the way, Flickinger, can you say, tell me, do you bleed? Tell me, do you bleed? <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> what was the question? That made me forget what the question was. I know. Um, so Joss Whedon said something yeah. about apparently yeah. the quote about uh, Ang Lee's Hulk and Edward Nolan's Hulk were not very good. Yeah, they, they weren't. <laughs> um, I defend, no, I stand by Edward Norton's Hulk. I love that I'm, movie. I, I, I also – I'm going to say I actually don't dislike that movie. I yeah. think it's better than 25% of the other Marvel films oh, yeah. because it's so easy to watch. Mm-hmm. And when Hulk is fighting Abomination in the last 20 minutes of that movie, that is an awesome like battle of two big monsters. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the way that Hulk looked, he didn't look very good. Um, and I wish Edward uh, Norton was Bruce Banner throughout the cinematic universe. I, I never loved uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. I, I never did. He just kind of looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, and he's, he's, I think he's one of those things where it's grown on you. You know, It's never like yeah. that you really wanted him there, but because he's now been Bruce Banner, you're like, okay, I, I accept it, and okay, fine. It's, it is what it is. But yeah, no, he always yeah. – yeah. I'm, I'm the same, where I think that yeah, the design for the Hulk wasn't that great, and the Hulk versus Abomination, that was – like CGI fest and had a lot yeah. of problems with it. But yeah, I like, I still like it. I, it's one of my, it's one of those, like, you know how there's always it's a weird, like film? a guilty pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause like everyone says, what's your top five MCU films? And almost always I put in incredible Hulk. Cause I'm like, I know this is weird and not everyone. And most people probably wouldn't agree. I just, I like it. I really do. No, it's the, the first half of that movie where he's in a South America working mm-hmm. in the bottling plant. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that's really interesting. I liked that aspect of that movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, another super chat, Jake Munoz, thank you for the super chat, says that to go coffee cup in Game of Thrones. It's oh, man. canon. Oh, that's right. I saw that today. Uh, I was I was on Twitter for a little bit and I saw a bunch of people posting that and I was just, oh, man, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that that is pretty bad. Um, but in all fairness, when I was watching the episode, I didn't notice oh, it. Oh, no, yeah, me so, neither. So it wasn't, you know, if it takes – some internet meme to make you notice something, then really is it that big of a deal? Yeah. Um, but it does blow your mind that how can a show that has like a hundred million dollar budget yeah. overlook something like that when 50 people are looking at it in an editing bay, you <laughs> yeah. know, for months straight. Oh, on so set. On set. I mean, yeah. 
you, you should be able to very clearly see, oh, there's one there's one thing here that does not belong. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it, it blows my mind sometimes. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what they did. Maybe they did it intentionally just to screw with people. Wouldn't I don't know. Funny if they were just like, yeah. oh, we did that on purpose. And they maybe they had a Starbucks uh, sponsorship. They had to work in there somehow. So <laughs> if they yeah. did, they'll probably ask for their money back because you couldn't even see the Starbucks logo. So. Oh, shucks. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's Starbucks is probably like, thank you. We love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's giving them more attention now more than anything mm-hmm. else. I mean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but moving into that discussion with Game of Thrones, so for for this season so far, what is your overall thought on this season, good or bad? Um, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Right now, the only reason I stay alive every week is to make it to the next Game of Thrones episode. That's that's what keeps me going right now. And uh, <clears throat> after episode three, where we pretty much had the the big final climax, the Battle of the White Walkers. And it was just a very straightforward episode. It kind of took my expectations down mm-hmm. for the remaining episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I feel like they're going through the motions. And then sometimes, like with this previous episode, I, I enjoyed the episode overall. But keep in mind, this is like the final three episodes or the final two episodes. We have to get things going. And when they're still sitting around talking and partying and they stay on the same thing a little too long, I'm like, you need to progress a little quicker and get somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm. It's like th- th- I have to wait for the next episode to to give me what this episode was building up to to see if it was worth it. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And for me, like for just before we get into the actual like episodes themselves, uh, it, was, it was specifically three and four because I think that's what's causing the most conversation among anything else. But sure. for me, just overall, I just saw the season and we get through episode one and nothing really happens. It's all exposition, and I'm just thinking to myself, okay. Uh, okay, what I can... Okay, fine. We've been waiting two years. Exposition, okay, fine. We, we needed to get those reunions and all that stuff going. Fine, I, I'll, I'll accept it. And then episode two happens, and it's more exposition. I'm like, okay, this is... I mean, we're building tension to the final battle, but nothing really is happening except for things that I question, like, okay, why did Arya have to sleep with somebody? Is that really important to her character? Some people like it, some people don't. I mean, it's a total preference thing for... You know, for me, I was just like, uh, I... I still, in my mind, see her as the little girl from Winterfell. And so, for me, I was just like, this makes me uncomfortable. I feel like she's, like, sure. a daughter figure for the yeah. show, you know? And just like, ah, oh, I don't want to see that. Um, you know, not everyone's going to feel that way. But I just, for me, I was like, okay, nothing's really else is actually going on plot-wise. And then yeah. three happens, and then it's just, okay, I couldn't see half of it because it was so dark. The worst <laughs> battle strategy ever. <laughs> um, it just, it made no sense. Let's just go kill the Darth Rocky. Just send them out there. The only, the only reason that scene existed was for the visual scene. There were little flames extinguished into the night. That was oh, yeah. it. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of three, I mean, we could start there with season three's, you know, fight. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I was okay with the Darth Rocky dying if it would have served like an, a greater purpose and would have led to something I could see. Just, the big, you know, the biggest problem was you just took some of the greatest warriors in the show and didn't even let them be seen in their fighting. Correct. Yes. They just went there to die. That was yeah. that was it. There was no purpose, rhyme or reason for it. And, and and it seemed like why not start out with the dragon dragons blowing fire first? Like, why don't we start there? Mm-hmm. You know, weed them out a little bit. But um, as far as that episode goes, it was very straightforward. Like, it didn't have twists or turns. It was like. They're just gonna battle and they fight, and then and then it gets to the climax of the uh, the episode, and you see like these main piv- uh, pivotal characters like Brienne of Tarth. At one point, they show her as Jon Snow is walking through the castle. She's surrounded by fifty White Walkers, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, she's gonna in- that's her demise. 
Next scene, she's okay. It shows somebody else surrounded by 50 White Walkers. That's their demise. Next scene, they're okay. Yep. It's like, how did they get out of these like situations? It, it was bizarre to me. It was oddly edited. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's like, I hated the beginning of the fight. Like, the first five minutes sucked. Just like yeah. visually. Because it was so dark, you couldn't see anything. And that was done, obviously, because they wanted to hide the CGI. I mean, that's the only reason why you do that. And then the other thing that you could tell that they were trying to hide something was that they did that really annoying quick cut where you couldn't see. Like, it's everything is so visually drawing. You're like, okay, now I literally can't see what's going on. And it reminded me a lot of – I don't know why this is the first film that popped into my head. Do you remember the first Harry Potter Deathly Hallows film? Uh, Mildly so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where they're running through the forest, and it's all quick cuts. And it's shaky cam, quick cut, you can't see anything. And it reminded me of that because even then I was just like, oh, God, this is really annoying to look at because I don't know what's going on and it just looks really shoddy. I felt the same way here, only add on top of that, you can't see a damn thing. And so who is dying? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. And we actually we were making a joke the other day saying, oh, yeah, you know, someone in the chat was saying, oh, yeah, I was an extra in that. You couldn't see me, though. So <laughs> yeah, I was for it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, it, it well, everyone who died, I didn't really care about anyway. So I guess it didn't <laughs> matter. Um, Jorah but... might be the only person I think that I had any like relevance or anything going on yeah but even so i was like ah how did more people not die i was like i wanted to feel something the other letdown with that episode was um was i wanted some of the showdowns or the confrontations to actually happen like you had Jon snow and and the night king Mm -hmm. they almost had a had an interaction they almost got to it this was supposed to be building up for eight years and he gets 50 feet away and then he just runs away the opposite direction. Like, why didn't they interact? Yeah. Why, at the very end of the, um, and speaking of Endgame, the very end of the episode, you have uh, uh, Arya, and she jumps out of the, the weeds like a leopard, <laughs> uh, and, and you know, stabs the Night King. But why didn't they have, like, every main character fighting the Night King at once? Almost like Endgame, where, where the Avengers fight, you know, Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like, them all just getting knocked down, and all of a sudden, she jumps out of nowhere and then defeats him. I could, I, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also been the biggest criticism of that episode is how the Night King dies because yeah. we've been building up to this for seasons and years and years. He's been the number one threat since the first. I mean, in the books, it's a little bit different. I'm not much of a reader, but everyone tells me yeah, the books doesn't really deal with the White Walkers that much. They are kind of like this behind the scenes threat because it's more character building of other people that they sure. haven't done a, as well, you know, as good of a job on the show doing the certain things that they might do in the books. So in the show, the biggest bad has been the White Walkers, because guess what? Season one, episode one, what is the first thing they show you? Like someone being raised from the dead and the destruction that comes with them. So from the very beginning, it's been established that that's the big stuff going on. Then you have Jon Snow die, brought back by the Lord of Light, and it's been established he was brought back for a reason. And the reason has been to fight the Night King. Yeah, and yeah. then it never happens. And, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And some people have been complaining about Arya having the kill blow, and that's not the problem. That's not the reason why I have a problem with it. It's because that's all that we got. We didn't get anything else. He didn't fight anyone else. He, he no. flew on a dragon for a little bit, and then he walks, and then gets killed. Great, awesome. He's been the big bad, and he doesn't even get to fight with that sword he has, which looks really damn cool. <laughs> yeah, he he walks in slow motion towards Bran, who's just chilling out in virtual reality as yeah. a raven, and. Uh, if you would, if the Night King would have just briskly walked a little quicker, he would have won. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just the execution. You know, you, like you said, you should have had Jon Snow like at least fight him and get yeah. knocked to the wayside, and then you know, Arya or 
jumps out of nowhere and then, yeah. you know, defeats him. Something. And where was Bran? Why was Bran a three-eyed raven for that, that whole sequence? What <sighs> purpose did that serve whatsoever? None. It None. served no purpose. None, because he wargs into the, the ravens. Yeah. And then the ravens are looking at the battle and specifically the dragon battle. And that's it. Yeah, like if he would have gave some, yeah, he, if he would have gave some insight mm-hmm. from the, like the Ravens' perspective, okay, they're over here now, go over there, like, but nothing. He's just like chilling out. I gotta go now. He just, <laughs> just just rolls his head in the, his eyes in the back of his head, and then he just goes, Theon, you've been great. I forgive you're, you. Run you're a good man. <laughs> yeah, go die now. It's like you've just beaten everyone. And I, I guess Theon's also was a little anticlimactic with his death because he yeah. was fighting off everyone. I kind of wanted that Boromir moment where maybe he gets like some, maybe gets a limb chopped off or something, and he gets yeah. back up and keeps on fighting. And they yes, they did that with yes. Jorah. Jorah did that. Jorah got stabbed and got back up and kept fighting, and then he got stabbed again and then got back up, kept fighting because of the love that he has for Daenerys. And, and I wanted the same as, thing yeah. with with him because it just was a moment for it. But instead, nope, I'm gonna run slow motion run, and then up oh, now I'm dead. I'm gonna run into this sword and die. Yeah. Like I'm going to like commit suicide essentially. Yeah, I I agree. It was just odd execution. It was really odd and on so many ways. Um, I, I don't some of the decisions they made. I don't know how they got approved. Yeah. Uh, Built up for so like even for that scene, his redemption arc was awesome. Like Theon's redemption arc was fantastic, and they were building it up to something awesome. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm gonna run in and now I'm gonna get killed. They're building up to the Night King, and they're building. They're showing. They're cutting back and forth with John, and he's trying to get to the Night King. He's trying to get to his brother. Nothing ever happens with it, and so it's like I feel like they've been doing that a lot, where they just build and build and build, and then subvert expectations. Yeah, it's very true. It's very. It, it sort of feels like they're going through the motions a little bit. They're like, okay, we know we have to get to this point B, but let's just get there. You know, let's yeah. not twist and turn, have a lot of people die, or have you know. There's so many theories and complex ideas I read about what could happen. I'm like, if they just gave us 5% of that, that would blow people's minds. But none of those things happen. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they want, like, they win the battle. She she stabs him. He dies. The end. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple people, a super anime gamer in the chat says, in the books, the Night King isn't even real. The White Walkers are depicted as a mysterious force of nature. It's said they save, uh, they serve the mysterious other, but otherwise they haven't seen him. So even in the books, oh wow, they haven't even seen a White Walker yet. It's just, been oh, this, wow. again, mysterious others. That is, that is extremely interesting. And then uh, Mr. Peabody, who's one of my guys from Australia, he says, yeah, Bran dropped acid. <laughs> yeah, Bran was hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. Emo Bran, I love him, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I just wish he would have had a... Because it was one of the things where it's like, okay, he's a three-eyed raven now. He's not really Bran anymore, so I understand the change. But it's also like, there's only so much of, hi, my name is Bran. Yeah, what is even his per- like? I get that he knows all of the past, but what's who cares anymore? Yep. What write it down in a book? We don't need you, kid. <laughs> like you're not you're not helping us with anything at this point. You're serving <laughs> no purpose. Exactly, and I do see uh, a couple people have left super chats, and so I do see those guys. I'll get to those in a second, but those are uh, a couple of Marvel uh, related stuff. So I wanted to kind of stay on the Game of Thrones for just a just a little while longer. Sure. So since obviously we just. Last night had a new episode. What were your thoughts on the episode last night? Listen, I think like 50% of it was great. Everything that moved the plot along was great. I loved all of that. But everything that wasn't like moving the plot along, all the kind of just we're setting around, we're just, you know, not quite getting to where we need to go. It gets frustrating to me because I'm like, this is just filler and you have two episodes left. Let's yeah. do something here. Um, and some of it's just, 
they um like when they confronted um Cersei at the castle gates. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that. I'm like Cersei could just kill all of them right now if she wanted to. She has these giant arrows pointing at them. Just just let it go. Shoot them. Kill them. Like it doesn't logistically. It doesn't make any sense how they set that up to me. I like. Yep. I, I couldn't buy into it. Um, Especially since they can magically reload them so fast that they yes, on the ships. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did like how one of the dragons died. That was kind of a cool uh, surprise. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have liked it more had they not waited until, you know, the end of last season to introduce, uh, was it Ewan? Is that his last oh, name? Or first uh, name? Ca- Captain Boomerang? Captain Boomerang, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently in the books, he's like, he's like almost like a witch like he's got he does blood magic. He really? is the reason why he's kicked off of the Iron Isles is because he rapes somebody. Like he's an evil guy in the books and they go through I can all see of this that. stuff. Yeah. And so it's like you see that guy and they do a lot more with it in the books and so you're like, "Oh, I can believe that guy can one-shot a dragon." But then all of a sudden it's just no, he's a brand new person with a brand new weapon and he just one-shots like just perfect aim the first time to hit the dragon. And I know that that's kind of digging into the weeds a bit because it's done for dramatic effect of, oh, look, he's getting better. Like, we're attached yeah. to the dragon, and now all of a sudden, dead. And we're just crying because he's a dragon, and we love dragons. And Yeah, I, I don't mind if the dragons die. I You know, it, it is surprising how easy it is to kill a dragon, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think it would be more difficult. A couple arrows, and it's it's dead. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, um, I don't know. I... I, I kind of forget what happened in the first part of the episode. Oh yeah, they <laughs> they sit around and party. Yeah, <laughs> for four, like fifty minutes, they just party for fifty minutes. Yeah, they're sad a little bit, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're gonna make this dude lord somewhere. Oh yeah, let's get drunk. Awesome, let's yeah. party now. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're they're purposely making uh, Daenerys unlikable as they possibly can. I, and I, there's got to be a reason behind that. They're trying to make her her character not likable anymore. So, yeah. I mean, that has to be what they're doing, especially everything that they did with uh, Varys saying, I don't know if she's the person, the one anymore. And now there's yeah. an alternative. And there's definitely them trying to play around with the, is she going to go mad like her father? Just like her father. And she's she's essentially a tyrant who wants to fight tyrants. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it, it is. I wonder if she's going to burn down the whole city like her father did in the name of the you know, the whatever Game of Thrones blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I hope it's not as straightforward as I think it's going to be. I mm-hmm. hope they twist something in there. Blow my mind, please. Yeah, because right right now at this point, I just feel like okay, we're gonna get. Jamie coming back and he's the one that's going to kill Cersei and he only told that to Brienne so that he she would let him go and he actually really does care about her and I mean that would be fine but once again it's one of those things where it's more predictable and Arya is probably going to kill somebody and that's the other thing too is that it's either going to be Jamie or Arya that kills Cersei like those are the only two I could see doing I, I could see Jamie doing it yeah. I really could um you know it'd make a lot of sense of you know Arya you know put on Jamie's face or something I got close to her then mm-hmm. killed her um because she does have that weird ability that she's not using anymore for some reason. I know, but, right? <laughs> um, and also, you know what I want to see? I, I'm still waiting to see the Hound fight them out. Yeah. And I mean, they, they kind of set that up, too, with him now going to the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that happens at one point. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. It was an okay episode. But, man, when you get down to the last couple of episodes and this is, like, what they're giving you, it's like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know. And it's also, I, I mean, I can understand why so many people are getting upset. Because even going to that... You know, the battle episode, 
I subjectively loved it. I was just like, I enjoyed it. And when Arya got the killing blow, I was like up. I was like, yeah, awesome. This is great. And then, of course, once you start thinking about it, you're like, uh, there, there are a lot of things that, you know, from the beginning when the battle started, I was like, I can't see anything. This is really dark. This is yeah. really poorly edited. So it's like I enjoyed it, but there's also a lot of issues. Like there's a lot of just technical yeah. issues. It, it, it's like it went down a notch from, you know, you had the uh, Battle of the Bastards yeah. battle in the previous season. And that was, per, so to me, that was perfection. Like yes. everything about that was right. Yeah. You felt something. You felt like everyone was in danger. And in this one, I, I didn't feel those same things. And I and I should have. I should have felt like everyone was going to die. But halfway through, I was like, I don't think anyone important is going to die. So, yeah. yeah. The, only, the only problem I would have, too, with the Arya in the situation of killing. Because I would have been fine with Arya killing Cersei. Had mm-hmm. Arya not killed the like, not killed the like Night King. Yeah, she can't be. Yeah, she can't be yeah. the MVP of the entire like yeah. show. I mean, uh, she, she's already gotten a great moment. Like, and she's she doesn't need it. She does not need that moment. Like to me, it would make more sense for Jamie's arc to get the killing blow on Cersei of saying, yeah. "I am now done with you. You're you know this drug I'm addicted to, and I'm now cutting you off completely." It would it would make more sense. I yeah. do agree. I mean, if anything, Jon Snow should have killed the Night King. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could have had Arya kill Cersei. That would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And to be honest, knowing where they're going with this show, would you honestly not be surprised if they let Cersei be the one that kills Arya? I wouldn't. I don't know. You know, that's one of those things. I don't know. I yeah. could see it happening. I really could. It would fit. It would fit in with what they've done this season of just, yeah. oh, you're not, you're not going to see this coming because they're going to think, oh, you think Arya's going to kill her, but actually she'll be one step ahead and Arya will get, you know, killed. That's and then a, we'll be like, wait a minute. So she could, she could sneak up, sneak up on a magical night King, but can't kill Cersei Lannister. <laughs> Cersei Lannister. Yeah. It does make you wonder. I don't know. I, yeah. wow. That's a good question. I don't, and what, what's Peter Dinklage going to be doing? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, I just don't I, want I, him to die. If there's one character that I need to save, it's him. I love Tyrion. Yeah. That, that's the only guy I want to see, like live happily ever after. And one of his like, saloons you know drinking wine um so yeah i everyone else can die except for him i'd be yeah. okay with it yeah absolutely yeah. and i think that too with the two episodes left it really does make me have to step back and look at the season so going back to what i was saying before two episodes of like filler exposition okay yeah one episode of a battle that half of it we couldn't see and there's a lot of questions and questionable choices okay and then fourth episode okay more exposition and dragged out moments and and then it's so funny everything's so dragged out even this is the part that got me how long did daenerys kiss jorah's forehead uh i don't know (laughs) i guess solid 60 seconds that's how long because even like in general i was watching it and sometimes Mm -hmm. i have add so like i'll look off somewhere else and mm-hmm. it came to the point where I looked back and I was like, wait, she's still kissing his forehead. Wow. That's the most action he's ever gotten from her the, in the last eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, so that happens. Yeah. But, but no, like but like that by itself would have been okay. But then the bronze scene happens. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm here. Give me what I want. Okay, now I'm gone. And I'm just like, yeah. wait a minute. We spent 60 seconds on a kiss on a forehead, but we have to rush the bronze scene, which I am a lot more interested in. <laughs> That it isn't, yeah. It's it's, and just like uh, Jamie and uh, Brianna Tarth, like they're like mm-hmm. hanging out in a bed, like making love four scenes out of the show, and then he just leaves her yeah. on a horse in the in the night, and it's just like, what was the point of all of this? Yep. So I'm so, I'm really hoping I'm, I am hopeful because just like you, I look forward to it. I mean, it's what drives me throughout the week. There's a lot of things that you know also like kind of propel me through the week, but that's one of them. 
is, and it's going to be sad not to have that anymore. Like, yeah, they'll do the spinoffs that they're planning and such, but it's not going to be the same. You know, it's not going to be the, I don't think it's going to be the juggernaut that it is now. So I'm like excited for it, but also I really hope these next two episodes are like them. They've been holding back this whole time to blow our minds in the last two episodes. But I feel like I've been saying that now for four episodes. So I'm just like, you're running out of time, guys. Can can you make it all worth it? (laughs) Yeah, they, if it seems like the show, it, it felt like a show to me that had a lot of substance, but not this season. It feels like a show that doesn't have very much substance, and they're like dragging it out just to give us the two big bullet points, and that's the Night King and Cersei. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more they could do. Um, I don't know. I, I just blow me away. The next two episodes, I'll be okay with it. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. we have to, about the hour mark, so I'll go ahead and finish off these super chats, and then we can start to wrap things up because uh, okay. I know that you said that you had to go. Yeah, so Christian Murr, thank you for the Super Chat, says, Do you think this time travel crap is a cash grab in regards to the future streaming shows, Loki and the others? Uh, I'll let you answer that first. (laughs) I'll chime in. Yeah. I think partly because Loki only exists now because they went back in time and he escaped with the Tesseract in one of the, I guess, universes we can call them now, one of the realities. And so I'm sure that'll come into play with his series. And then I think that they've left the door open now where, as we were saying before, Chris Evans, who's been wanting to leave and direct, was able to now to leave. And Tony Stark, you know, Robert Downey Jr., who probably wants to take a little bit of a break, can now do that. But now the door is open. They can come back whenever they want, realistically. Yeah, no, I I do agree. You know, it it does give a lot of freedom to uh, do the spinoff shows like the Loki show. Um, You know, real quick... Mm -hmm. um, I'm surprised they made Falcon the new Captain America. Yeah, and I have thoughts on that as to why, but <laughs> I don't. It's you know, like, oh, I mean, from a marketing and business standpoint, yeah. if I was in, if I was, uh, you know, um, in charge of the Marvel universe, just from star power alone, I don't think I, I would make him the new Captain America. I, yeah. I just Captain America was, you know, uh, chemically enhanced. He was, mm-hmm. you know, doing the super soldier serum back in the 1940s. And Falcon's just a dude. He's just a guy. Yep. You know, so I I don't know what kind of, I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was the same way when it happened. I thought to myself, wait a minute, he doesn't have the super serum. You know, Bucky does, like yeah. a variation of it because of the, you know, Hydra. And he's also got that awesome metal arm. And it's already been shown he can catch it, he can throw it. He can do all these things. It's been established. But yet he doesn't get it, and Falcon does. And so it kind of goes to the point where you go to the comics because Bucky was Cap in the comics when sure. when he dies in the comics and then it wasn't until Disney took over the comics though that then they decided to go in a Falcon direction. And so yeah. part of me thinks maybe they're just trying to make it a part of this, you know, this more more diverse future and that's like their mindset is no we want to have more representation on screen and I think to myself oh, you can do that but not when it doesn't make sense story-wise because when you're at that end scene there the only person that logically should get the shield is Bucky. No one else fits what is going on there. And so if that's the reason why you're doing it, it's like, okay, well, you sacrifice the story point to, you know, go in a certain direction. I don't know. Yeah, I can't see Falcon being Captain America in his own upcoming solo movie ever. I I just don't ever see that happening. It just I think it would confuse people uh, more than anything. Um, But the logic, I think, behind Bucky not uh, becoming Captain America was. Well, he he did. He was kind of a terrorist for a little bit, <laughs> a little bit there. It's hard to say. Oh, that's Captain America now, but we forgive him for all those things he did. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe that was the only you know uh, logic behind that. So yeah, and I've heard that too. And it does again when you think about it. It's like, okay, I guess we could go there, but yeah, I mean, it is still something where you're just kind of scratching your head, saying, okay, 
I mean, I think it would have been better if we had had a super soldier who could actually throw the shield. Because for him, it's like, all right, is he just going to use it to block bullets and not throw it? Or use it in his wings to throw it? Because... Yeah, he needs some super soldier serum, man. That's the only way I'm going to buy into it. But I think what they'll do for the next phase is I think like uh, Falcon's version of Captain America will be kind of like the secondary character. He'll be kind of like what, uh, you know, Black Widow was Mm -hmm. for the Avengers. He won't be the the main leader of the team by any means. Um, So maybe maybe that's what they're doing. Well, I mean, obviously, because, you know, Captain Marvel is the new leader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) they might they might rethink that though i hope so, i really hope and yeah again that's a whole other discussion which could take forever but i mean oh, yeah. i hope they reach it because let's just be honest if anyone should be the head i thought that what they should have done is i thought that nick fury should have died should have just disappeared and whatever they needed to do black widow becomes the new head of shield and also de facto new head of the avengers which she basically is in that five-year future yeah you're right yeah and it just would have made more sense and you can still get it where if you if you really want to try and push more diversity, hey, you got a great character that more people would accept. Even Scarlet Witch. Again, if you want to go in that the, the female's first direction, that's fine. Just have it make sense. And you have two great actresses that are awesome in their role playing characters that everyone likes to see that you decide to, nope, we're going to go with this new person who is, you know, the, uh, the, the, the queen of charisma, one could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh-huh. She had a really great haircut in the movie, though. Um, uh, gosh. Oh, hey, Peter Parker. Oh gosh. Oh, so the emotion, uh, the Oscar, and she's a great uh, actress too. That's why I'm like, yeah. um, what direction is she receiving? Because I've seen her in Room. I know she can act. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? No one knows. I don't think she knows. Um, <laughs> but I don't think she's getting a new solo movie anytime soon. So Yeah, I mean, well, it made it over a billion dollars, so financially they could justify it. But <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. Just... I hope not. Yeah, I'm one of those things where it's like, uh, knowing them, they just look at the money and they say, oh, but the first film made a billion dollars. Nothing to yeah. do with Avengers, Endgame, or anything, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that Captain Marvel. But I was happy that they did... Give her the the amount of screen time that she ended up having in Endgame. I was like, okay, yeah. good. Okay, that was the perfect amount. It, it, I was happy with that. I was like, I wonder if that was the original idea or they yeah. went back and tweaked a few things to limit her time in the movie. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm glad she wasn't on screen a whole lot, but then all of a sudden she became the living embodiment of Deus Ex Machina. Like, yeah. oh no, Tony Stark's about to die. Here's Captain Marvel. Oh Save no, the day. Thanos is about to destroy everything. Oh, it's Captain Marvel. Look. Well... She, at least she had a purpose this time. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. much better. She's much better with a purpose than not with one. Yeah. Uh, but Christian, thank you very much for that question. So yeah, streaming service I think has a lot of potential, but you know we'll we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, John Early has two super chats. The first one says, "My favorite films from 2008 uh, from now, I guess from 2008 to now, or just into th- no, I guess this is just 2008. Yeah, favorite films from 2008 are Iron Man, The Dark Knight, and Incredible Hulk. My least favorite is Quantum of Solace." My selection might be too mainstream, but I don't care. What are yours? So from 2008, go back in time. Uh, I, I remember The Dark Knight from 2008. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite, favorite films. I, I remember seeing it in theaters like five times that summer. Um, the 007 movie that year was garbage, to say the least. Um, that was the biggest letdown coming off, you know, Casino Royale. Uh, yeah, I, I'd go with The Dark Knight of 2008. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I would need a list of all the movies to go, like, 
official like oh these would be my top three and this would be my bottom one but klaus all sucked for sure and iron man was great dark knight was great as well and i guess i said i liked hulk so and that was a great year too because it was the start of the mcu and we got iron man and hulk and they were both great and i got i got to see those with my friends too so that was when everyone was still in town and now all my friends are all over the country and so it's like fond memories when i think back even with the hulk because it's like we all saw it together and it was fun yeah no yeah i remember uh it was a good time i remember my theater experiences of the dark knight and it was I remember that's when you had to go to movies at midnight. Yeah, like midnight movies are still midnight movies. Yeah, not the seven p.m. stuff, and now six. Yeah, PM. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when also that's when everything was packed because they would only have so many theaters available. And then yeah, but you you had to earn it. You yeah. had to earn it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now uh, any premiere.